Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. Hey Veritas, what's up? This is uh, our equipping podcast. We're glad you're joining us again today, all three of you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is Michael Rhodes. I'm here uh, today kicking Jake off the podcast yet again. Um, And here today with Nathan Kalapak. What's up? How you doing, Big Mike? Good, good, good. Nathan is the only, well, there's like, he's he's coaxed like three people in the colony, Big Mike. Come on. Um, Hey, you're welcome to that. You listening right now, Big Mike at VeritasCR.Church, it'll go straight to him. It's official. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is. Listen, here, here's something you could do. Listen to this podcast. Big Mike is like, three of you are listening. If, you, if, you, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, would you just email Big Mike at VeritasCR.Church and one line, like, I hear you, Big Mike. And then he would feel loved, okay? It's not for his ego, just for him to feel what loved. What if my inbox gets filled up with thousands of emails because I thought three people were listening, but there really were thousands? That's right. Go for it. If you got a fake email, if you got your <laughs> friend's email, go ahead, send them bigmikeveritasier.church. <laughs> yes. All right, so we're going to continue today in our series called The Christian on Mission. But before we jump into that, I want to get to know Nathan a little better. Now, here's the weird thing about this podcast. We record them earlier. Uh, we're not cool enough to, like, make them live and send or send them out the next day. So we're recording this early. And the thing about Nathan is by the time that you hear this, Nathan's going to be um, actually not on staff with our church anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So Nathan has taken another job at a church in our network that we're really excited about. We're super thankful for Nathan. Nathan's ministry at Veritas has been amazing, impacted tremendous lives with the gospel, um, equipped so many people. All right, moving on. No, we're super thankful for him, but he's taking another job in the network. So Nathan, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about the job that you're taking uh, and where you're going? Yeah, so I am going to be at Doxa Church in Madison, Wisconsin. So Doxa was planted three years ago. They're sending out um, some of our best friends to go plant in Ann Arbor and sending a, a global team to Japan. And so at this stage of their church, they're they're looking around and going, yeah, hey, our church has grown quite a bit. We need some leadership. And so we're still going to work out some exact details of what all I'm doing for my job, but really excited to go. And, and so you took a job that you have no idea what you're doing? No idea <laughs> is, a, is, a, is a strong way, but close. Yeah, yeah pretty close. And I, I'm excited for what God's doing there and excited to just be part of stewarding that. I'll be helping sort of just be teammates to the lead guy and um, Rob and have respected his ministry for, for a number of years now. And I mean, one of the things, just my friends getting sent out of there, it's the healthiest season of their life and, and marriage. And so... I remember a year ago just going to Robin saying, man, that means a lot to me. That means means the world to me. So excited to be there. It's going to be a big, big transition because we've been in Cedar Rapids for almost six years and um, moved to Cedar Rapids to be on staff here. So six years is is a quite a bit of time in, in our network of churches. And um, while we're recording this, Veritas is not quite nine years old. So decent chunk of time in the life of this church, but excited for I mean, the whole story, God, we really do feel like moved us along there and, and excited for just getting to serve and, and run hard at that church. Yeah, definitely a bittersweet time for, I know, for you guys, also for us. We love you. And uh, just, 
Oh, man. Uh, we're a long way across the table here, guys. Uh, <laughs> so um, anyway, we're, we're super thankful for you, Nathan. And um, Thanks, man. can you tell us, uh, just in general here, tell us something you've been learning lately. Yeah, I something I've been learning lately. A lot of things. So here's one of the things. How to move. <laughs> nope, still learning that one. Um, recently, the concept of God's sovereignty, I've been thinking through it, and I've realized I've had a theological and an intellectual understanding, but we spent some time just kind of praying and thinking one day where typically I'll like have a podcast on or have whatever, have whatever, and just didn't have that stuff on while I was doing the dishes a normal day and kind of praying and thinking about life and felt like God was helping me process. I had a theological understanding of sovereignty, but that hadn't hit me on a more um, practical ground level. And seeing the picture of God's sovereignty as he's my father and I'm a kid and he's holding my hand and walking with me. And there are times where I want to be understanding and planning and being wise and going here and going there, whatever, and trying to be responsible and take an active role. But but recognizing like I'm a child, my father's got my hand. Sometimes my arm hurts because I'm tugging and pulling and whatever, but in his kindness and grace, he's he's walking me where, somewhere good for his glory, for my good, for the good of my family. And so that was helpful. Not not a new insight, but taking something I've I've agreed with the concept theologically and I'll get to take it a step deeper in my heart and my life. Sure. So that's been good. Yeah, that's sweet. All right, what's something you've been loving lately? That something. could be uh, a show, a series, uh, something you're daughter's doing what is it oh love my love my daughter she's hilarious one the first thing that comes to mind is a book series i'm reading actually where it's kids books but it's kind of like narnia style where it's kids book on the surface but deep stuff underneath so the chronicles of peridian by yeah some dude who like served in world war ii in wales and came back and like had some welsh legends in mind but there was a movie in the 90s that disney put out called the black cauldron that was a total flop because it was like too dark and weird which intriguing to me, right? Um, what made Elena watch it again? I watched it as a kid, which probably scarred me, and is probably why I'm weird to this day. But watched it again and was like, "Wow, this is not a great movie, but it's intriguing." <laughs> no wonder it was a flop. And I went back and started reading the series, and it's these kids' books that are actually really deep object lessons about character and about um, growth and about becoming, especially becoming a man. So I've got a baby boy due may 9th is the due date so by the time this podcast comes out lord willing we'll have a healthy baby boy trying to think about what it means to be a dad of a son and some of those character lessons and so i'm on the fifth book and it's it's haunting and tragic and beautiful Mm -hmm. so chronicles of peridian first one is called the book of three go check it out they are kids books so if you're a grown man walking to the kids section of cedar rapids public library like me <laughs> you feel weird no one talks to you about it but you feel weird um but they've been they've been very good and quick reads again kids books but a lot going on under the surface that's great all right so let's jump into the christian on mission uh, nathan helps uh, oversee our connection groups um care and also helps lead global sending so we're going to talk global stuff today um when people say global missions global sending global outreach uh a lot of red flags are, go off in their minds. So what are some common misconceptions that um, about participating in global missions? I think people have too tight of buckets for it. One bucket is I'm painting walls in Latin America or I'm helping orphans in Africa. And those are good things, but it's a pretty narrow window of, oh yeah, I did a service project in Mexico in high school. That's what missions is. 
another bucket is these kind of like superheroes of the faith, these legends that are going and suffering. And so we can be caught between a service that is, that's not bad, but it's different than what we're talking about when it comes to global missions, that narrow bucket there versus the like, well, I could never be that because I'm not such an incredible, you know, stud missionary. And the missionaries that you and I know and love are great godly people and they're very ordinary, which is awesome, right? Sure. And and so I think some of the misconceptions are, again, the kind of work that missions is when we think about it and the kind of people that do it. And so if you don't know the kind of thing and the kind of people that do it, you, you're you maybe even missing the picture of what we mean by global missions. And And it is a big world out there of what missions could be, but as we as a church try to invite people into it, we're not but we're trying to give some clarity of, of what that means, what we're looking for. Sure. So if people don't understand um, what we're doing, kind of explain that to us. Um, what is our global sending strategy? Yeah, we've used language of own, catalyze, bless. We're using that in local missions. We're using that kind of broadly as we think about these things. Own is stuff that we as Veritas are going to say, hey, we're overseeing it. We're leading it. We're helping fund it, all of that stuff. And for us, that mainline thing we're owning is church planting teams, especially among college students in unreached areas. So unreached meaning, I believe it's less than 3% Christian in a country. And that's kind of a a threshold that people that study missions would say, over 3%, a a population can start to evangelize and church plant for themselves, but under 3%, there's too small of a population to really gain momentum in a place. If you're talking a country the size of, say, China, 3% is a lot of people on paper, but it's a tiny amount in the grand scheme of the whole Mm -hmm. country. And so to even, if you're a random person that wanted to go to a church, if there's less than 3% Christians, you might not know where they're at. So so for us, we're owning, we want to send global church planning teams to some of these really strategic places, and especially among college students, because they're more likely to speak English. That's helpful, right? While you're learning their heart language, their native language, whatever, you can still have salt summer teams come by to help with evangelism, with, with things like that. And they tend to be a more mobile population where a farmer in Iowa and a farmer in, you know, Thailand, their worlds, their worldviews, all those things are radically apart. Whereas someone from a city, someone from college, say someone from Cedar Rapids going to a college student in Bangkok, Thailand, or a person working around that is going to have more similarities and, and similar abilities. And then those college students, when they get the gospel, we we say things like, reach the campus, reach the city, reach the country. You yeah. know, they're the next generation of leaders. So we, we're talking about like global university cities. That's right. And what what size cities are we talking about? How many college students generally are in those college student, or those towns that we're going after? Yeah, generally the ones we've identified are over 100,000 college students. So if you look actually... In Veritas, there's a, a map on the wall. It's got the U.S. on one part and the world next to it, right by the elevator. Um, you can see some of the dots around there. And typically, there, there's something called the 1040 window. Feel free to Google that. But it's it's kind of a, a band of the world that has the most sort of unreached people. We're looking specifically at that. But when you look at places in Europe, man, those, those places are becoming more and more post-Christian, where people are growing up without any perspective that God has answers to their lives or that religion provides real answers. And so they're coming to college, sharing the gospel with them there where they're considering new ideas and, and trying to understand where they want their life to be. There's there's a great future in that too. So that, that's what we're owning. Sure. For. Yeah. So we're trying to be super intentional that's about right. um, church planting in global university cities. That's, that's what right. we're going to own. Uh, when it comes to catalyzing, what are we trying to do? 
Yeah, so the word to catalyze something means to help a reaction happen, to provide either more energy towards something happening or to lower the barrier for something to happen, right? A catalyst is something that helps a reaction happen. When we talk about catalyzing, we're looking for churches in under-resourced areas of the world and how do we catalyze the work that they're already doing. So we want to partner with healthy churches and, and pastors that have vision for the places they're at and go, man, as God's given us resources, whether it's theological, training, financial, whatever, how do we help steward those resources for the sake of the kingdom work going forward in those areas? So say say we come up with a partnership in, um, in the DR or something, Dominican Republic, right? If you've got a, a church that already is loving their city, already making disciples, but man, we can help that work go further and faster. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. We get to we get to be part of God's global church and help use the gifts God's given us to help them take that work further. That means we don't have to learn a new language, learn, learn a new culture, come up with a new strategy. We get to see the strategy that God's already working in his people and just be part of that happening. Or Iowa City, Veritas Iowa City does pastor training in Zambia, right? They're not there year round, but they get to take these windows of time and go, okay, we've got theological education and experience there. How do we steward that and, and help churches in this area grow in their theology, especially in some places in Africa where the gospel's a mile wide and an inch deep? There, there are churches everywhere, but there's a, a poverty of theology, a famine of theology. So when we talk about catalyzing, we're looking again for churches to partner with in under-resourced areas of the world, and, and there's a lot of them there. Yeah, so we're going to partner with local churches, not just, correct me if I'm messing this up, like, but not just like the big church. Yes, we're, we're big seed church. Like, yes, we're partnering with the global universal church, but really trying to partner with local churches to help them go further faster, like you said. Yeah, local churches are what make up the picture of the global church, and so yes. they're, they're great organizations and things like that out there in the world, and we, we love that they're doing kingdom work, but for us as a local church, it, it makes a lot of sense for us to look at other local churches and, and work partner to partner there. Um, there are other opportunities like with the IMB, things like that, we can partner more broadly, but for us as a local church, we get to go and meet other local churches and talk with them about how sure. to work for them. So there are other great organizations out there, no doubt about that. And that would kind of maybe fall under our blessed category. So tell us more about that. Bless up, Big Mike. Yeah, bless up. <laughs> um, when we talk about blessing, we're saying there, there are good opportunities out there that, yeah, it might be our pleasure to give a, a one-time gift, whether it's finances or time or whatever, and say, man, God bless you, help you with that work. That's not something we're going to partner with long-term. That's not something we're going to own. But how can we be a blessing to you there? There are definitely going to be opportunities where we're going to say, hey, that's not for us. That is totally okay. Us saying no doesn't mean it's bad, doesn't mean it's wrong, just maybe wrong for us, wrong for us in the season or, or whatever. And so I think in the missions world, sometimes people can go, hey, if it's missions in general, you should be for it. And I actually don't think that's the best stewardship of our time and energy and efforts. You know, that, that would be like saying, hey, if a book is good, you should read it. There are too many good books in the world, <laughs> and there are some that you're going to try to read, and you're like, ah, I don't really get it. It's not for me. That's okay. It doesn't mean it's a bad book, right? Now, I say books because that's kind of my um, love language. I'm thinking about moving to Madison, and I'm going, how am I going to move all of these boxes of books? So if the book thing doesn't apply to you, it's like, hey, there are too many good um, 
I don't know, NFL teams out there. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan is a sports enthusiast. Bro, one of the things that makes Burn. me happy, <laughs> uh, one of the things that's making me happy today is a uh, cricket series I between knew the West cricket Indies. Was about Dude, to come up. England is having a batting collapse right now. It's insane. It's nuts. World missions. This is what we're talking about Bro, right here. West Indies, go. let's go. All Send right. me, Lord. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, there are lots of great people doing great things, and... And we want to encourage those people doing those great things. Yes. And we may support it one time. We're probably not going to support it on an ongoing basis or promote it, anything like that. But we want people to know, man, we're, we're for you. If God is asking you to do something, obey. Be obedient to what God's asking you to do. And it may not be something that Veritas does as a whole, corp, you know, a, a corporate body. But, um, yeah. With that, there might be some things that, yeah, you come to us as kind of a church body officially as Veritas and, and want us to promote it on stage or talk about it or fund it or whatever. And we say, hey, that's not the right thing for us to dive into. That doesn't mean it's a bad idea. But as you seek wisdom, seek community, seek counsel in those things, that might be a really great thing for you to do. And one of the things I was helped by as we met some of the, the folks that were long-term church planting in China before, before coronavirus, before they're kicked out, they would say things like, man, our city needs so many different streams of ministry and we can't do them all. So we're going to do this thing that we think is right for us, but it's great that there are a bunch of people doing other things. And so for us as a church, we're going to pick a few things to own and a few relationships to catalyze, but I would hope that there's a wave of missions, mm -hmm. missions movement that comes out of our church. And if there is a wave, we can't promote and talk about all of that. <laughs> you know, sure. if, it, if it goes the way we hope, then by definition, and there's going to be people doing things out of the overflow of their devotion to Jesus that we just can't highlight all of. So if we want to see this wave of missionaries, and we're saying, like, just be obedient to Jesus, like, and then there's somebody listening to this podcast today, and they're going, well, I don't, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. How do I actually, like, practically get involved in this global mission, that this mission that God's been on since creation to all the way to Revelation, I'm in the middle of that story. How do I practically get involved at Veritas? Yeah, by the time this podcast comes out on on Sunday, we or one of the Sundays we will have given out a handout that is the five habits of of a global Christian. And if if you miss that Sunday or whatever, email Big Mike at VeritasCR.church. He'll find a way to get it to you. Um, but here are the five habits we've got: pray, give, welcome learn, and go. I'm going to say those again. Pray, give, welcome, learn, and go. And some of those are self-explanatory, but especially when we think of learn, because this task is big and developing and moving, I think there's lots of great opportunities to learn about what God is up to right now. So we've got a couple classes that I think are helpful for that, like ambassadors classes, learning how to share your story. And if you want to do that overseas, you might as well learn to do that now. <laughs> sure. Share the gospel. If you can't do it now, you're probably going to struggle to do it overseas. Yeah, yep. And why not learn when you don't have to learn to eat different foods and, and speak a different language? Learn now, and then if God is inviting you to that later, great. You've got one one muscle built up in that. Um, another thing is global Christianity class. That's, depending on what that looks like in the future, it's kind of a, a few weeks of, of condensed looking at, okay, what's the storyline of the Bible? What's missions look like in the Bible? What's missions look like in history? What's some of the strategy? It's definitely a fire hose, but it's going to raise a lot of topics to continue to explore. And for me personally, um, and learning about different people groups 
and praying for them is is a helpful thing. My learning, my praying go together. I I run out of steam for prayer when I I kind of run out of my list. Right? It's like yeah, I prayed for God, save save people around the world, whatever. But as I'm watching the news and and hearing about currently Ukraine and Russia, I'm praying differently for Russian and Ukrainian people. As I'm learning about unreached people groups through websites like Joshua Project, or there's there's an app called Unreached of the Day. Unreached is just under that 3% threshold we talked about earlier. When I learn about these people, my heart is moved to pray for them, right? My, my learning, my loving God with my mind leads to praying differently. So these habits work together. Yeah, so those are those are three really practical things that our people in our church, like take take either ambassadors class or go global Christianity class or download an app called Unreached of the Day. What an easy app, easy thing to do, and they're going to just give you every single day a different unreached people group, tell you briefly about them, and then you pray for them that day. And then that just helps you learn who are these who are people around the world that need Jesus? So give us some give us some more of those habits um, to practically get involved in this mission. Yeah, one of the habits that we think I think would we'd all be cool with is pray. If you're not cool with prayer, um, get that figured out. <laughs> um, Email Big Mike. <laughs> come on, look at that! I love this. This is this is a wave. This is a wave happening right now, Big Mike. I don't know why I just said that. I have deep regret for even saying email hey. Big Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, with with prayer, we've got a group of people that gather. Um, we call it Global Prayer. It's monthly on the third Sunday of the month in the Salt office. Um, if you want to get on that list, email Big Mike Church. We'll find ways to get you doing that. But they're getting updates from the long-term people that um, we've been in relationship with at Veritas that we're supporting. So some of them are in Thailand, and others are going to be in um, Taiwan continuing to learn and be updated and, and pray for those things on a regular basis around other people. There's, there's this illustration. Um, if you want a log to stop burning, you know, you got a log in the fire, you pull it away from the rest of the fire. But if you, if you want a log to start on fire, keep burning, you get it huddled in with the hottest coals and you keep it going in a similar way. If you feel maybe even you're listening to this and, and you're thinking like, yeah, missions was something I, I thought about when I was a teenager, but haven't since, or something that's intrigued me, but I never knew about it. Maybe you've, you haven't been around people that have been burning for what, what God's heart burns for. And so get around them. If that's showing up to, to the monthly prayer group, or if that's setting a 1002 alarm every day and praying that God raise up missionaries out of Veritas church, maybe that's getting a couple of your friends together and yeah, doing this unreached of the day and, and, keeping each other accountable to praying every day that prayer really does impact reality because God is listening to his people. So we want to help our people pray. That's a great, easy way for people to jump in. Uh, Easy way is to learn. Uh, Give us the three other habits. Give, welcome, go. So give, when you faithfully give to Veritas Church, we are putting that money where God's heart is towards global missions. That's part of where our budget is going. So you can give faithfully to this church and it will help go towards these things. Also, you can support Salt Company summer teams. They're going out. Um, those are some of the people going. And so we're getting to send this year, I believe it's seven students. That's awesome. Um, they need to support race for that. And because they're college students, they can't afford to, <laughs> sure. to, to go for a couple months on their own. Um, even if you're listening to this and it's not that time of year, one thing my wife and I did when we were just out of college was we put aside a little money every month because we didn't have much, but that way when it was time for summer teams, we could give more in one go because we were trying to plan ahead that way. 
another way is um, yeah, some of the long-term people that we've supported as a church. If you if you get their contact info, they're continuing to support Raise to be in the countries they are, to to do missions work full time there. So that that's giving, welcoming, and even Sam and I were talking about um, a, a friend, a mutual friend, and trying to which I texted him by the way, and he didn't text me back. So I don't know what's up with that. But a, a friend from another country who doesn't know Jesus and getting the chance to to just eat a meal with him and talk with him about what's most important to us. Um, besides cricket, Jesus, and um, maybe that's a, a coworker at your office. Maybe that is a neighbor in your neighborhood. Um, maybe it's it's someone in your kid's school from another country that you can welcome into your life. Most people that are like from other countries in the U.S. haven't actually been in an American's home. I was about to say, I'm, there was a stat. I don't remember what it is. Maybe you know it. At this I point. would make it up if but I did. But ninety-five percent. It's a it's a crazy amount of of internationals that move to America that are never invited into an American's home. Uh, and that's just sad to me, especially when they live beside, many of them live beside Christians. Like, just have them over for dinner. Like, treat them like real normal people like they are. And uh, But what an easy way to potentially get involved in God's global mission just by welcoming people that you're already around. Because the crazy thing is many of those people come from countries that are unreached that we may not even be able to get to easily, if at all. And so, man, what if God does something amazing? We get to proclaim the gospel to your to a coworker from a, a hard to reach place, and then they end up going. They respond to the gospel. They go back to their own country because they can actually go back there. We can't, and then they begin to share the gospel. What a great way to participate in this mission! Right? That's huge. Yeah, and part of that learn thing is asking questions. So if you're like, man, I've got a coworker say from India, and I don't even know what to cook for him, whatever. In humility, go to him like, "Hey, I would love to have you over. What do you What do you normally eat? Is there something I could cook that would make sense?" Like, it's okay to be dumb, <laughs> sure. Especially if you're being dumb trying to love somebody, mm-hmm. because they're gonna feel loved by you just asking the question. And I've had some and just cool moments where people have been so gracious and willing to talk with me because they knew I actually wanted to learn, and I'm dumb, and they were willing to like. <laughs> That's how I live my life. Oh. <laughs> It's a good. It's actually more fun that way too. But <laughs> and then the go one, I think for most of us listening, is going to be harder. But I do think for for more of us than than we think, when we begin to live out these other habits, we start to see opportunities God has. And so maybe that's taking a few months at your work and being located in another country that you have an office or something like that. That might actually be the go God's calling you to. Mm-hmm. We, we do want to send out a full-time team from Veritas. And so email, an email address that you might uh, know about or to find one, you know. Um, but but if you feel like that's something God's inviting you into, we want to disciple you towards that. We're not just going to say, oh, sweet, you've got interest in a pulse. We'll send you on a plane. We actually want to help help you discern if that's the right thing and train you for that. And so invite us as your local church in that process. Yeah, I, I think the going part, I hope that people listening to this podcast today realize like, oh, I can be a part of this mission. I, I, it's not just the people that go. So you can be a part of this mission. I also don't want people to write off going just because there may be easier ways. Because I think you and I would both agree, Nathan, there are a lot of people in our church that we hope count the cost and realize that Jesus is worth yeah. giving up their life in Cedar Rapids, Marion, Mount Vernon, wherever. Even Urbana. Yeah, giving up all that life that's comfortable and great and has hard 
times in it, but it's going to be way harder, but Jesus is worth it. So, like, yes, give up the, like, yes, there are easy ways to get involved in the mission, but there's also, like, a really important part of going, and we don't, that's not just for an elite few. That may be you. And one thing with these habits is sometimes we can hear the list and go, okay, I'm doing one of them. Great. That's the habit I'm going to do. But it's a lot like spiritual disciplines where if you think of spiritual disciplines like worship, confess, read the Bible, pray, you don't pick one spiritual discipline and go, I don't need to pray because I read my Bible, right? The goal is to do as many as you can in a healthy way. Similar with these five habits, grow into them, pick them one at a time to keep growing into. But it would be awesome if, if many people in our church were doing three, four, five out of these Mm -hmm. habits at a time. That's not saying set an impossible task and charge for it, but it's saying begin to incorporate these more and more into the rhythms of your life and let these habits actually pervade more of your life. So pray, give, welcome, learn, go. Maybe do all five. Absolutely. So as we finish up here, Nathan, why don't you you tell us about some people in our congregation that are actually living as a global Christian? Like we've talked about kind of our strategy. We've also talked about like how to be... um, how we're practically trying to do that. Well, why don't you just tell us about a couple people actually doing that? Yeah, and I, I've been blessed to get to see some of this firsthand. I, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I'm not the best practitioner of this stuff, but I get to encourage, equip, and celebrate when people are actually running hard after this. So there's a couple in our church where he he's an engineer and has a lot of international people on his team and, and kind of in that working community. And he's shared the gospel with so many of those guys by building a friendship that that started as a, as a work colleague relationship but morphed into hey come over to our house hey let's share a meal hey can i tell you about what's going on in my life can i invite you into what god's teaching me and so as a couple they actually spent a few months in in a country that's very hard to to reach in fact many missionaries have gotten kicked out of and that was a difficult experience for sure it's harder to to connect with some folks there um, but they're taking risks for the gospel in that. And so I'm so encouraged by, by that, like seeing coworkers and trying to welcome them in. Um, there's another, I, I've had the privilege of, of being part of the Global Christianity class, and it's so fun to have you guys, the people of Veritas, learn about what God is doing and names and stories and places and whatever that you maybe have never considered before, but beginning to grapple with the fact that this isn't just a couple verses you can, you know, cherry pick in the Bible, but the storyline of scripture is God's glory going global. Like, can you can you give me the uh, demographic of people that have taken that class? It's, I mean, it's pretty spread out. Like, got a single guy, took it this last time, that part of his intention coming in, he told me, he's like, yeah, I just, you know, want to try to take every class we got. And so it was on the list, so he took it. But I, I think he was encouraged and challenged hearing that. I mean, we've got moms who are like, yeah, I, I'm going to take a class. I had another person say, well, I'm on the wait list for a connection group. And so this is a way to meet some people, get some community. Not planning on being a full-time missionary, but but learning more about who God is and understanding more about how we get to be part of that story. Yeah, just I, I think when I was in, I only was able to come to one of those classes at the end, but I saw college students, I saw middle-aged people. I saw a grandparent in the room. So yep. it, this is, we're saying this can be for everybody in our church. That's right. And and again, there are times where it feels like a firehouse, especially if this is not like a, a category that you're used to or world you're from. But 
it opens up more categories to keep praying and learning and growing for a lifetime as we see yeah, God does deserve the worship of people all around the world. So that, that's been encouraging. Um, I love Salt Company Summer Teams. I love the fact that there are very few times in life where you get to go for two months to another country and talk to people about Jesus as your full-time gig. But college students are saying, hey, I'm going to do that. And we as a church get to come alongside them. And a few years ago, we had some some students that were going and they needed to raise another like nine grand. Like I, I got to announce that on a Sunday, like, hey, their fundraising's about up, but as a team, they need $9,000 more, which is a lot. But within a couple of days, that was well exceeded by our church. And so that that's part of us as a church being generous and giving towards the work of God. Those students got to go for two months and share the gospel in in a country that now you can't get into as a missionary and and help people come to know who Jesus really is, where in their home country, they can't go and find a church that's going to preach the gospel to yeah. them. That's, it's, um, I love uh, our church. I love so much about our church. We, we constantly want to be growing in, in global missions, no doubt about it, sending other people. But I'm so thankful for all these different types of people that are committing to be a global Christian. And this is not just a, a program that we have, right? This is, a, this is what we believe every believer needs to be participating in. We talked about that. Uh, I talked about that with Jake in, in the first part of this podcast series, that we're a part of this global mission, every single one of us that um, have been changed by the grace of God. And as we want you to participate, this is not just something for somebody else. This is something for every person in our church. We're trying to give you practical ways to do that. Grateful for Nathan sharing all those. Uh, also grateful for Nathan's work at our church. And um, if you if you think about him, pray for he and Elena and and probably when you hear this, two kids uh, as they go to Madison and uh, participate uh, in, in being ministry at DOXA. So pray for their family. And I pray for our church that we would continue to grow in this global mission that God has us all on. And uh, if you're looking for ways to serve, please get in contact with me and love to help you there. And thanks for listening to this podcast. We love you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Veritas Equipping Podcast. If you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas on how we can serve you better, please reach out to us by email at info at veritascr.church and put podcast in the subject line.